You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a different background on Skype from Matt. Uh, My name is Neil. Welcome to Triviality. Here with Jeff and Ken uh, wearing our masks. How are you guys? Good day. Not bad. Jeff seems to have a tension headache. He's uh, pushing on his temples over here, his Shirley temples. How are you feeling, Jeff? Okay. (laughs) Shirley temples. Yeah. Uh, I feel pretty good, actually. Good. Well, you got your hair uh, haircut is uh, curled like Shirley temple. That's why I said it. Very beautiful. Thank you. Very long. Matt, how are you doing? It looks like you're doing fine, Mm -hmm. if I can see your background. (laughs) Just fine. I love when you reference the visual portion of our audio podcast. It's really great for all the listeners. So thank you, Neil. Well, yeah, it just makes it feel like we're we're there with everyone listening, right? Like right. In the same room. And they can always see it on our Instagram, I imagine, where where that would be. So Yeah, yeah and Jeff always might be, you know, in a nightcrawler fashion, like Jake Gyllenhaal taking pictures from afar <laughs> in the in the shadows. <laughs> but to those who, uh, who can't check it out or haven't checked it out yet, uh, looks like he is uh, sitting in the room replacing the cartoon dog where the room is entirely on fire, saying it's fine. Yes. Well, um, if there is one person who's going to be spitting fire today, it is not uh, Kanye West Common or, uh, I guess, a 2000 Lupe Fiasco. But uh, we're joined here by one of our Patreon supporters and someone that we've had the pleasure of meeting many times and hopefully many more in the future. And that is Kendall Portillo. How's it going, Kendall? What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure to see you. Thank you. You as well. I was practicing my voice exercises before this. <laughs> Unique New York. Red and... leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Oh, yeah, we always do that too, right, boys? Oh, yeah. We do a lot of vocal <laughs> exercises, but we're very professional around here. You get pretty deep with the vocal exercises, but I, I just try not to have it be too uh, physical. Okay. You're doing yoga and stuff, so. <laughs> yeah. You're Cobra. Um, so, Kendall, uh, what have you been up to lately? So, um, since I was on last, uh, I bought a house. Oh, congrats. Yeah, that's probably the only thing of note. Oh, and I bought a puppy. That's actually Mm -hmm. way better than the house. (laughs) So, uh, Rocky is here by my side. Hopefully he won't jump up and um, start (laughs) licking me or something, but he's very cute. You guys will like him. Rocky is uh, doing some sit-ups right now in a barn. Yeah. <laughs> He's so, chasing chicken. Running up and down the <laughs> stairs in Philadelphia. Does he have a pet turtle? Yes. He does. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> well, uh, as we've said to you before, you are one of our many Triviality Council 
Uh, so thank you for uh, your pro bono service. Yeah, I was going to say I'm still waiting on the retainer, but uh, yeah, pro bono, I suppose we're still going with. We well, sent a bunch well, of retainers. We have some work for you. We might pay you. Yeah, exactly. So far, yeah. we haven't had any work. So. At this point, you're just going to be getting a lot of uh, dental retainers, but it's just a symbol yeah. of an IOU. Oh, I already have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor uh, Cook makes the retainers that we send to our council. It's a, Taylor it's a, Cook is it's not a, an orthodontist, guys. Well, how about that Ponzi scheme, though? Taylor Cook for free makes retainers for us to give to Kendall for free work for, for law work. It's just a, a circle. <laughs> it never stops. <laughs> I think we got a plan. I think this is going to work. All right. Well, uh, Kendall is hosting today. We're super excited. Um, so recently we got some stats, and, and the stats stated that me and Matt were basically the worst people alive to uh, to be a team <laughs> together, right? Very bad at this game. 3-16 and 16 is our record. But you know what? That put a little chip on my shoulder, and I want to take these <laughs> down. So we're going to be a team today. And uh, what's the name of our team? Uh, statistically the worst. Statistically the worst. Yeah, Woo! Jeff, uh, our team, not necessarily inspired by Schitt's Creek, but just sort of uh, an add-on of Schitt's Creek. But what's our uh, team name? Uh, we will be simply the best. Simply the best. You guys are so full of yourselves. Well, this here's the thing, though. We just we're we're happy to play, but we don't care about winning, which I think that's where the confidence comes from, and that's how we're gonna excel today. All right. Well, which uh, rules guy you want to hear from today? Uh, Orson Welles. Orson Welles. I don't think we have that one yet. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to do an excavation, I think. All right. Let's toss it to the classic rules guy. The rules of the game are simple: twenty questions split into two rounds, worth ten points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Darren, you're, you're great. Uh, answer we'll our emails Darren. to come on the show. For real, I'd love to have Darren on. We keep we keep bouncing emails back and forth, and he says he wants to do it, but we got to get a schedule working. But we need him here because we have All to right. do a live reading. Let's do it. All right, Kendall, we're ready. Okay, sounds good. This is my first game that I've ever written, so I'll try to follow Jeff and Neil's advice of not caring, and maybe it'll turn out okay. <laughs> You'll be fine. That's what, that's what we like to hear before the game. <laughs> Let's see. I just wrote it. No, I have been working on it for a couple weeks now. Um, so question one is in food. As in most mob movies and television shows, Italian food has a big presence within the TV series The Sopranos. In one episode, Meadow Soprano tells her grandma not to eat the gabagool because it's nothing but fat and nitrates. What type of cold cut is gabagool? I think we can lock in here, Matthew. Oh, perfect. Do you know? I don't. I thought I was hoping this question was going to go to the baked ziti because they were very upset right. that there was no baked ziti. I am somewhat that was Italian. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I am somewhat Italianish, so uh, we are locked in. All right. So Gabagool, uh, I believe that's the uh, monster that Vincent D'Onofrio studied in Sinister. Yes, that um, sounds right. <laughs> you watched The Sopranos. I actually have never. I mean, I've seen like five episodes, but I've never watched it. So, I mean, it's got to be like a salami. Salami, thing, capicola, right? maybe. Just yeah. think of what's in the what's in the Italian sub. The three main meats: it's salami, capicola, and um, Gennaro. Gabagool. Gabagool. Oh. Gabagool. <laughs> Gabagool. Um, 
Yeah, I, maybe it's yeah, maybe it's like salami or or what about prosciutto? I, it could be. Hmm. I I don't know, but uh, you seem to want to go in a certain direction, so take it whichever way you want. Well, there's only one direction to go, and it has hopefully it's the right answer. Um, Zane, prosciutto, prosciutto. <laughs> let's go prosciutto. All right, let's All lock right. it in. I believe gabagool is salami. Hmm. Okay, so uh, Neil actually said it. But neither team got it with the specificity needed. It is Capicola. Oh, I thought it was salami. Figured okay. it was one of those. <laughs> All right. Just lost my Italian cred. That's fine. <laughs> Italian cred. <laughs> gone. I didn't know you had it. I'm, I'm no, telling you all the Italians. That's okay. Okay. Question two? Yes. Okay. Animals. Horses use different gates, a.k.a. leg movements, to get around. I want you to put these gates in order from the slowest to the quickest. Canter, trot, amble, and gallop. Okay, we're going to lock in over here. Okay, so okay. Jeff and Neil are locked in first for a change. Oh, there's mm-hmm. a horse in the studio. Crazy. Um, I a think. Holy artist in here. <laughs> I, what I think is we just take the order that it's in and move amble to the front. So I think it goes amble, canter, trot, gallop. Is that what you were thinking, Matt? So I definitely thought trot and gallop were the last two, and then I was torn because I know amble. When people say somebody ambled over, they generally mean like s- slowly or lazily. Super, yeah. So that would make sense that that would be the slowest. So would canter I'm be gonna, even slower? I don't think so. I don't know. I've never heard anybody canter anywhere. Okay. So, so we're gonna say amble, canter, trot, gallop. So Jeff and I had a, a private preamble to discuss this. Uh, Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna go amble, canter, trot, and gallop. So both teams with the the same order. Yes. It sounds like. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, unfortunately, you have uh, canter and trot mixed up. So yeah. actually, first is amble. You're correct. It's it's like a walk, and um, in horses, it's typically four to eight miles per hour. Second is trot, which is usually eight to twelve miles per hour on average. Canter is 10 to 17 miles per hour, and gallop is 25 to 30 miles per hour. Mm, same as me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, looks like so far we are both simply the worst. So That's true. Let's, uh, let's turn this around. Question three. All right. Geography. Oh. <laughs> Keep turning it. <laughs> it's not, it's not good. Carlsbad Caverns National Park boasts deep rocky canyons, flowering cactus, and more than 120 caves within the park. Last year, I went to Carlsbad, California for my birthday, and I was devastated to find out that the Carlsbad Caverns are not located there. In fact, they are not in California at all. What state holds this enchanted national park? Yeah, I'm going to have to leave it up to you. Yeah, I'm not too sure on this one. All right, we'll lock in a guess. Okay. Okay, Mm -hmm. so me and Matt were texting... Uh, we caught the word enchanted kind of jumping out to us, but we don't exactly know what that means. The movie Enchanted, maybe? Yeah, but I don't know. That had no- nothing to do with anything, I don't That's think. New York City, right? New York City. Yeah. Enchanted. Oh, is that is that the um, state slogan of somewhere? Oh, that's possible. New Mexico? Oh, I think it is. Oh, my God. Kendall just cannot keep her emotions contained. Yeah. Don't right. look over I have there. no poker face. All right, let's go with Ken New... just flip me off. Let's go, <laughs> let's go with uh, New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, widely being known as the land of enchantment, I said New Mexico. You both are so smart. That's the correct answer. <laughs> and you got the hint with no help from me and my facial expressions. 
So our new plan is to just say things until Kendall smiles <laughs> and lock in. I'm turning my video off. <laughs> We're just waiting go. for Kendall to go, you're so smart. That's all we need. That's going to be our new drop <laughs> for whoever Yay. wins. You're so smart. <laughs> okay, question four is trends. You guys are pretty trendy. Maybe you'll get this one. TikTok is a social media platform for creating, sharing, and discovering short videos where people express themselves through singing, dancing, comedy, and lip syncing. However, this social media service was not always called TikTok. What was its name from 2014 up until 2017? No, I'm, I know this one. We can lock in. Great. I believe, <laughs> uh, even though I'm on TikTok all the time, I think it's the same creators of Vine, the same company, because it got shut down and then they... Oh, could be. It was a, yeah, I think it's Vine. I mean, because it, it was like, what's the difference between Vine and TikTok? I was like, well, you got 15 seconds on Vine, but now you have 60 seconds on TikTok and all that good stuff. Um, I'm just trying to remember. Could be. I haven't heard of Vine in a long time, so. Yeah, I think that's right. Oh, I can't remember. Um, all right, let's just go with it because I, I can't think of anything better. We're going to go with Vine. Mm. So the guys from Vine went on to create HQ Trivia, and that's what they did after Vine. Uh, this one was actually started as just a limp, like a lip sync video oh, kind of right. thing, and it was called Musically. Yeah. All right. Well, statistically, the worst got that right. <laughs> All right. Good job. <laughs> I know my teen girl apps. I told you I'm on top of this. <laughs> I'm rooting for the underdogs. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't have any allegiance to anyone. Um, question five, sports. What NFL team name turns into an NBA team name when one letter is removed from it? So to be clear, I'm not referring to the city name of the team. You know what my favorite uh, basketball team is? It's the Kansas mm. City Chefs. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is it? Wow. Sorry. When I, when I hear it, I'm going to be so mad. Who could forget the Chicago ears? <laughs> 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 uh, oh, yeah, we got it. We're locked in. Oh my god! Thank God. Yeah. And it it definitely is the Kansas City Chefs. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right, we thought about this long and hard, and we just cannot come up with the answer here. Kendall got us, so unfortunately, it looks like the boys across from me do have it. So, looks like we're gonna be tied. Yeah, we. We spent a very, very long time. Uh, obviously, you won't hear this on the recording, but it might have been the longest we've ever deliberated a question before. I, I wrote what the answer was first, but I didn't even think about it. And Jeff clued into it, I think, from the NBA angle, but I'll let you take it. Um, this is really painful for me to say, Matt, because I'm going to give you two players and you're going to kick yourself. So I'll start with Reggie Miller and Detlef Shrimp. Well, I know it's the Pacers, but what? Packers, what Matthew. Packers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the... Uh, and I, I texted Kendall after we figured it out, and I said, of course you would pick the Packers. My favorite team, and um, a little slight to you Chicago boys. In more ways uh, than one. <laughs> when I was writing NFL teams, I wrote Bears, Lions, Vikings, and then just skipped over the Packers. I can't your, do your bias runs deep, I suppose. Um, but that's why simply the best is the best. They went through all the divisions and oh my got there. Good job, you guys. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so we are tied 20 to 20 after the first five. Yes. I was thinking of Matt uh, yesterday, uh, Colin Cowherd, right? Is that uh, the radio guy? Um, mm -hmm. I listened yes. to his um, 
just his show and it's kind of like once you boil it down all these sports guys all they do is is just say facts if you ever noticed that like i was listening to him and he was like uh, this isn't him but it's just an example he was like baker mayfield heisman trophy winner great right arm cleveland browns season four <laughs> am i right and i'm like you're just saying facts that we all know yeah. anyway that's what Have they you all listen like. to Jim Rome? He's the worst. Oh, is he? No. In that regard. I don't know. I kind of like him. He's like clones. That's what he calls his followers. <laughs> Ken likes Jimmy Roma. I don't even know who that is. That's Al Pacino. From yeah, as, as, as Thanos said, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please okay, let's move, move on. <laughs> moving on. Okay. Matt is crying. Um, question six. Movies. New Line Cinema is a film production studio and a label of Warner Brothers that was established in 1967. But their first commercially successful movie was released in 1984. It was a horror movie that spawned a profitable franchise, which led to New Line Cinema being nicknamed The House That Blank Built, with The Blank being the main character in the horror franchise. Please fill in the blank. We are locked in. Of course you are. Yeah, that that sounds the best over over the house that uh, Michael built and the house that Jason built. Uh, Freddie definitely sounds like uh, he would build a house. Not the house that Jack built. Huh? Not the house that Jack built. That's a different kind of horror. But uh, <laughs> we're going to say the house that Freddie built for Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, uh, I agree. Uh, we went the house that Freddie built. Good job. Both teams played hard. Good job, you guys. You got <laughs> it. It's the house that Freddie Freddy Krueger built. We need mm. you if the, if the studio is on fire, like Matt's background. We just need you to go, you're doing great, guys. It's okay. And we'll just forget that we're just, you know, burning. <laughs> it's all fine. Good job. Good effort. Okay. Question seven, holidays. Mother's Day became an official U.S. holiday in 1914. Within five years, when did Father's Day become a holiday? And I will say it's after Mother's Day. I think uh, me and Matt will go ahead and lock in with a quick guess here because we don't know. Uh all right, so they they locked in. We figured maybe World War II era. I don't know, Jeff. Nineteen uh, within I mean, four, I could, right? I was thinking anywhere from like the forties to like the fifties, possibly even the sixties. Yeah, uh, it's either a trick question, and it's the same year, like three months after, however long Father's Day is after Mother's Day, or it's uh, like a, a significant amount of time. Right. So, do you want to go nineteen forty-three? Sure. Okay. I'd criticize them trying to reason out like a pure guess answer, but the statistics don't lie. They uh, they do better <laughs> than us. So uh, we said on a random guess, 65. Oh, all right. So neither team was within five years, but um, team statistically the worst was much closer. Uh, it's actually 1972. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's a little, uh, little um, outside. But something and, and funny. You... Go for it. Is that... Anna Jarvis is the woman who created Mother's Day, but she later denounced its commercialization and spent the latter part of her life trying to get it removed from the calendar. Oh, and wow. uh, I think we should honor her wishes <laughs> and abolish Mother's <laughs> Day. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold take. Mm-hmm. Abolish Mother's Day. Sorry, Mom. Okay. Question eight. Music. NSYNC has a song titled Space Cowboy, which debuted on their 2000 album No Strings Attached. Neil might be partial to NSYNC's song, but I prefer a different song, also called Space Cowboy, that was released in 2018 on an album called Golden Hour by this pop country musician. Oh, I thought you were going for the Lisa Left Eye Lopez question there, and I was excited. What question is that? She she raps on the on the song Space Cowboy with NSYNC. Does she? Yeah. 
Oh See, I thought gosh, she was going to ask us her. about the movie Space Cowboys. No idea, Matt. Pop country is my least favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I've recently got into a little bit of it, and I think I've heard this on a playlist of popular songs. So I think we can lock in. All right, we are locked in. Thanks to Matt, though, because for me, my list of least favorite things goes pop country, coronavirus, <laughs> wet socks. Wet socks. <laughs> That's your list, Jeff. Okay, Ken didn't contribute to this question. He has no affiliation with pop country. Noted. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, we didn't think it was the chicks or lady or bellum. I forget what they're called. It's Lady A. Lady, Lady A, A, baby. Um, Thinly veiled La- racist name that's still racist. <laughs> um, Lady Antifa, as I prefer them to be called. <laughs> yeah, we weren't sure. Um, as I, I joked with Kendall, I thought this was going towards the way of Lisa Left Eye Lopez, but uh, we just figured cowboy, pop, country, maybe it's Lil Nas X, number, single number two. I don't know. That's what we went with. Um, no, I think I think this is she leans more pop than country, I think. Um, but I think it's Casey Musgraves. Good job, team statistically the worst and Matt only because Ken didn't participate in this question. Good I, job. Uh, it's Casey Musgraves. Just so you know, I wasn't boycotting. I just didn't know. <laughs> well, I saw you hold up a picket sign. <laughs> say, I'm not answering. He refuses. I, yeah. I inflated a giant stay. rat in the studio. <laughs> okay question nine potent potables apparently people are upset that there is not a white wine emoji even though there was a year-long campaign by this winemaker to convince unicode the organization that controls emojis to add the symbol name the winemaker that tried their darndest to get white wine added to the emoji lexicon oh boy Kendall, are you a white wine or red wine person? Red wine all the way. I'm glad yeah. there's not white a white wine emoji. Okay, we are going to go ahead and lock in here. We have a guess. Okay, so I'm just thinking barefoot or, I mean, you I know. I don't know wines. Okay, two buck chuck. I'm just trying to think. Coppola. <laughs> two buck um, chuck. Yeah, we'll just go barefoot. Do you hate feet, Neil? I do hate feet, but that was the only thing. I can't believe you can even say it. There's a thing on Twitter about that famous Pulitzer Prize winner, Joyce Carol Oates, apparently at Poison Ivy on her foot, and it's like the worst picture. So disgusting. And I've been trying not to look at it on the internet because I'm really afraid it's going to ruin my life. So I haven't yet. I'm just going to change it to my Skype background. Oh, please don't. (laughs) I had heard that Tarantino was a fan of barefoot wines. Um, but we locked in with the classiest of box wines, and we said Franzia. Ooh, both teams are not getting points. Uh, <laughs> oh, shame. <laughs> it's Kendall Jackson. Oh, oh, okay. I've heard of that wine, but I didn't even. That makes sense. No relation. Yeah, I'm too vain to not have like a Kendall question somewhere in here. <laughs> Sorry. I hope there's still a Kendall Jenner question. I'm ready. <laughs> You'll be ready. Okay. <laughs> Question 10, anatomy. Where is your gastrocnemius muscle located? Uh, yeah, we will lock in that answer. Pretty quick from the guys here. Um, mm-hmm. I guess they probably broke that word down a little bit. I hear gastro, which makes me think of yeah. stomach. Do you think it's maybe the that valve that opens and closes on your stomach during digestion? Well, the, the end of um, the word, the uh, eus or whatever, makes me think it's something in the like a tendon. Uh, I don't know why 
That was what I first thought was it was something in the... But yeah, you would think the gastro would mean something in your stomach. Do you want to go with stomach and hope? Yeah, let's let's stick with our gut and go with tum-tum. We're literally sticking with the gut. <laughs> Going with stomach. Yeah. Yes. Um, we, uh, we went a little higher than that, and we said esophagus. Ooh, sorry, you guys. Um, <laughs> everyone, or, or most people I asked also said stomach because of that gastro origin of it um and that is what it means but it's actually the stomach of the leg it's your calf muscle mm. um mm. so they always call the that the stomach, stomach of, the, of leg. the leg you know i've A never heard phrase. that yeah. <laughs> after the first 10 questions uh looks like we are ahead by 10 points we have 40 and these losers across from me have 30 <laughs> okay that brings us to the swing round NBA jersey sponsors. All right. The playoffs are in full swing right now. Um, So in 2017, the NBA allowed companies to advertise directly on team uniforms. I'm going to give you a list of companies and also a list of NBA teams, and I want you to match the NBA team to the company that is advertised on their jersey. Some of these corporate sponsorships will inherently make sense, and many of them don't at all. But Mm -hmm. try your best. And it's matching. So here we go. Zenny Optical. That's Z-E-N-N-I. Second one is Goodyear. Third is Harley Davidson. The fourth is Disney. Five is Bumble. Six is Wish. Seven is Squarespace. Eight is Zatarans. You know, like that. Zatarans. Yes, Zatarans. General Electric is nine. And number 10 is Motorola. I know one of them for sure. Luckily, we get the teams. Kendall? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you get the teams. Um, Your teams are your Los Angeles Lakers. Woo! Your Boston Celtics. Boo! Boo. <laughs> uh, New York Knicks. Chicago Bulls. New Orleans Pelicans. Los Angeles Clippers. Indiana Pacers. Second appearance on this quiz. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers, Milwaukee Bucks, and Orlando Magic. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? 
Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All right, at this point, it sounds like all the answers are locked in. So let's get the the uh, corporate sponsors and then we'll match the teams. Zenny Optical. Uh, yeah, so I see this on my Ryan Archie Diacono jersey. Uh, this <laughs> is the Bulls. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we just guessed Pacers. It is the Bulls. Next one is Goodyear. Uh, I believe this is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, we also went clav- uh, Clavaliers. Yeah. The Clavicleers. The Clavicleers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is your Cavaliers. Uh, Goodyear was founded in Akron, Ohio, so not exactly Cleveland, but still Ohio. Good job. Okay, Harley Davidson. Uh, this one I always associate. I think Brooke and Robin Lopez riding them around, and I think it's the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, Jeff uh, mentioned that they have their factory up in Wisconsin, so that's why we went Bucks. Yep. Good deduction from that. Yes. And Brooke and Robin Lopez. Yeah, yeah, have that on their jerseys. The next one is Disney. Um, home of the bubble and home of the magic. Yep, I got the magic inside me. I uh, went magic. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's the right answer. The next one is Bumble. Uh, sponsor of my new favorite team, the, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> that was totally my deduction. I was like, which app would Matt like? And I said Bumble, and I was like, it's probably the Clippers. So that's what we went with. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the only reason I picked that. <laughs> yeah lame um all right now it's uh wish um yeah slightly worse than the last team we named i believe this is the lakers Get out <laughs> slander <Yep>. okay <laughs> what no, is your it's... answer simply the best uh we also mm-hmm. went lakers good job double points to you double points <laughs> not allowed for the whole game <laughs> uh squarespace uh, this one I'm pretty sure I saw in an R.J. Barrett jersey uh, for the New York Knickerbockers. Oh, thank God we put in the right promo code. We also want New York Knickerbockers. <laughs> Are they sponsoring this podcast? Not yet. They're not. Ah, darn it. Well, we, we said All that right. we would let them sponsor if they could win. Zatarans. <laughs> uh, Zatarans, uh, the only one that makes sense would be the Pelicans. We said the same. Good job. The next one is General Electric. Uh, running low on teams. I'm pretty sure this one's the Celtics, though. Yep. Uh, we were between Bulls and Celtics. So we figured it was a bigger city. We also went uh, Celtics. All right, then. Um, I think you guys are perfect so far, right? So who's Motorola? Well, we are. These guys. No, we're going to have two. We're going to miss two. Who's well, Motorola? Yeah. <laughs> Motorola is the Pacers. And we thought th- that was the Bulls. The Bulls. Oh, I forgot. You got your own team <laughs> wrong. Got it. All right. All right. So, Good job to both teams. 
Yeah. Very good, good job, Ken. Thanks. Good. I think we did really good there. Yeah. Good job, Matt. Uh, thanks for carrying <laughs> us for that one. Uh, that brings us up to 90 with a perfect score in the swing round. You guys are at 70. All right. Uh, well, uh, Matt is posting a lot on Instagram and social media. So uh, before we throw it back to Kendall, just join us over at, at Triviality Pod and see what we're posting. Just probably going to take a picture of Kendall and Matt today, and it'll be up there. So go back through our feed. All right, Kendall, what do you got in store for round two? Round two, question one is more music. The Eurovision Song Contest is an international song competition featuring participants representing primarily European countries. The contest began in 1956 and continues to this day, although it was canceled this year due to COVID-19. What country is lucky enough to have the most Eurovision wins? So I've been a little obsessed with this after I saw the movie on Netflix, and I remember learning this fact, but I'm trying to see if I can remember. Um, I think it's this, Jeff. Okay. Okay. We're going to lock in. What's the song from the movie, Neil, that I keep requesting? Yeah, yeah. Ding dong. Ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't right. seen it. Is it funny? It's fun, yeah. Yeah, it's really good, actually. All right. Uh, Matt texted me the thing that was in my head. So just as Matt Stradamus predicted, we are going to go with Sweden. <laughs> yes, uh, we also uh, went with Sweden. Oh, maybe I should read the question again. What country is lucky enough to have the most Eurovision oh. wins? Well, we said Sweden and we're wrong. So what is the right answer? <laughs> the maybe, answer is maybe Ireland. Ireland with seven. Wow. Oh. I think I, what I got in my head was uh, Will Ferrell learned about the, about it through his wife, who's Swedish. I think that's what happened. And the artist who sings for Rachel McAdams is Swedish. And ABBA, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, cuties. All right. Um, question two. Holy smokes, more music. The United States' is Now That's What I Call Music, Volume 1, came out in 1998 and featured songs such as Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls, All My Life by Casey and Jojo, and Barbie Girl by Aqua. The U.S.'s Now series just came out with their latest volume on August 7, 2020. Within three, what volume are they on? We are going to lock in over here. Just uh, okay. picking a random number? Or? Uh, no, we had a little bit of, of uh, I had a little bit of background on it. Okay. I think it's like 50 plus. Like, it's really high from yeah. what I've... My, uh... I picked up uh, some some uh, vibes in the airwaves that were just telling me 64 for some reason. Okay. Yeah, I, I think because I know that they were putting out like almost three a year, like three to four a year during like the peak of it when people still bought CDs. Mm. Uh, and now they still put them out. So, I, yeah, I think I think that's going to be pretty close. And right. I, I would know if they were up to 69 because the Internet would have let me know. Yeah. So I don't think we're there yet. So I think we can say 64 is a good answer. All right. We might be a little lower. Um, I knew it was definitely over 20 or whatever the difference is between 98 and 2020. Um, but uh, we went 35. Oh, both teams guessed low. Wow. It's actually 75. Oh. The one that just <laughs> came out on August 7th. So are and I, you... looked at the, I looked at the list and I was like, who the heck are these people? Are you telling me that now that's what I call music is so out of touch that the internet missed that it was now that I, that's what I call music 69? <laughs> <laughs> 69 was probably like last year, seriously. So they're doing like five and a half a year. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, and then uh, how about the bonus question for two points, okay? All right, mm -hmm. sure. What Radiohead song was on the first Now album in 1998? It's got to be the only one everyone knows, right? Like Creep, probably? Mm-hmm. Creep was like 93, was earlier. Oh, yeah. that was earlier, huh? Yeah. What, which one was it? We both lose. 
It is Karma Police. Oh, <sighs> that's the other one I couldn't think of. Yeah. That is what we get. So now, now that's what I call music. Sixty-nine had some hits like Shawn Mendes's "Lost in Japan" and "Broken" by Lovely the Band. Don't know. And the, uh, the big hits "Taki Taki" by Selena Gomez and Cardi B. Certainly don't know it. All right. Yeah, I never heard of any of those. Okay, um, moving on. Question three: Food, kind of. Pizzagate is a debunked conspiracy theory that went viral during the 2016 U.S. presidential election. The conspiracy theory falsely claimed that emails to and from Hillary Clinton's campaign manager contained coded messages that connected many Democratic Party officials and U.S. restaurants with an alleged human trafficking ring. The restaurant in which Pizzagate gets its moniker is a celestially named pizzeria in Washington, D.C. Please name this pizzeria. Once again, that is... Debunked. <laughs> uh, False. But emails can. Emails. False. <laughs> Do you have any ideas, Jeff? No, I'm just sitting over here getting angry. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I initially thought Pizza Planet, but then I remember that's Toy Story. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that was wrong. We're going to walk in. I said uh, Seventh Heaven, and uh, Matt said that's the bar from Final Fantasy, which is accurate. But mm-hmm. it could also be right. Actually, that last thing I sent you, though, I think might be right. Nova's. Mm-hmm. That is a it's celestial a, it's thing. It's a good pizza joint sounds, in Chicago, too, right? Sounds Italian. It's, it's Villanova's, but close. You want to go with Nova's? Yeah, let's go with Nova's. All right, it's pretty celestial. We wrote uh, Astro, Saturn, and then we kind of liked uh, Stardust. We have no idea why, but that's what we put. All right, well, no points here. I'm glad you guys weren't... Um, on that, uh, in on that conspiracy theory, I suppose. Um, but the answer is Comet Ping Pong. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Never would have got there. You haven't heard of it? I want to go. That was the other song in uh, Fire Saga. <laughs> Comet Ping Pong. Comet Ping Pong. Okay. Question four. Speaking of comets, a comet was discovered on March 27, 2020, which was visible to the naked eye by July 2020 and is one of the brightest in the Northern Hemisphere since the Hale-Bopp comet in 1997. What is the name of this smart comet? All I can think of is, um, is that, uh, is it Taj Maori's smart guy? Oh, I was going to make that joke. You're on top of it today. <laughs> Don't call Taj Maori TJ Henderson on Twitter or he will block you. <laughs> Are you speaking from personal experience, Kendall? Maybe. (laughs) After um, shooting a couple names back and forth, we are going to go ahead and guess. We have no idea here, um, but uh, Jeff wrote down an answer that I think logically makes sense. Uh, We're going to go iComet. iComet. We're going to go with uh, Smart Guy also, uh, Hawking. Okay, so it's actually an acronym. It's called NeoWise. And it stands for Near Earth Object Wide Field Infrared Survey Explorer because it was discovered by NASA's Explorer mission of the same name. Mm. Um, yeah, this is a pretty big thing in July. I drove out to Joshua Tree to find it, and mm. we got there too late, so <laughs> didn't see it. But then um, I was sad. My husband took me the next day somewhere else mm. to see it, and it was really cool. Nice. So don't worry if you didn't see it. It's uh, going to come around again in 6,000 years. Okay. I knew okay. some people okay. at Joshua. I'll set my watch. I knew some people <laughs> yeah. at Joshua Tree who said they saw things, but I think it was for different reasons. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I'm. Is, is this a too hard? No, no, no. I we are no, too dumb. Are. That's what it is. No, you guys are so smart. I don't care. Um, I don't care what the scores are as long as I win. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, cool. As long as my score is higher <laughs> than Jeff it's and Neil's score. The real pitcher's duel. Um, question five: Adaptations. The novels Sharp Objects, Dark Places, and Gone Girl have all been adapted for either film or television. The author of these novels had a hand in the adaptations as well. And kudos to her because both Sharp Objects and Gone Girl were critically acclaimed and nominated for awards. Please name the author. Finally lock one in. We're good. Yep. I don't know her name. Do you? (laughs) Good. No, I don't know books. All right. We're going to say just the name that was in my skull uh, which i don't know where it's coming from but susan collins uh we uh we like that a person suzanne that collins that... wrote um, <laughs> yeah that's hunger games hunger games mm-hmm. oh damn you're close um <laughs> yeah uh, i loved uh, sharp objects and it was a great uh, hbo miniseries this is uh, chicago native gillian flynn good job and good job on the pronunciation of gillian too oh man i was so close <laughs> gillian flynn good job all right, so after five in the second round, uh, no additional points for us. Um, what, what are you guys? Simply the best? Mm-hmm. You guys got 10 more points. You're at 80. 90 to 80. Yeah, we're going to need some comment to clean up these uh, poor scores, but we just need to win, <laughs> like Ken said. Speaking of awards, Oscar winners are determined by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, but who decides who wins a Golden Globe Award? We are locked in. Matt, I believe this is the foreign press. Uh, I Yeah, I think that the ceremony is held about um, half a mile from my store, um, if I'm correct, and I believe that's the foreign press. We locked in with the Hollywood foreign press. Well, since Matt said it's like a mile from a store or whatever, um, it can be assumed that it's the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. <laughs> Both teams get points. All right. Got that home cooking from the from the from the umpire. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Question seven. The internet. Based on average internet connection speeds, which country currently has the fastest internet in the world? Hint, it is not the United States. Another hint, it is in Asia. And one more hint, I did have to double check that this country is in fact its own independent country, and I am still not sure if I know the answer. Hmm. All right. After discussing with Neil uh, a few different places in Asia we think would have decently fast internet connections, we locked in on a country we think is a country. Okay. But it has (laughs) disputed independence, perhaps? Or we're just confused. All right. So Matt sent me Hong Kong. I think that's a good answer. There's also Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Um, Singapore came to mind, but I think that's just a country. Yeah, I think I think Taiwan is heavily disputed. Taiwan definitely is, and I think Hong Kong is would skews more towards not being seen as an independent yeah. nation now. But I do like the idea of the high internet speeds being associated with Hong Kong. That seems mm-hmm. plausible. Do you want to go with Hong Kong? Yeah, we can lock in with that. Um, as far as we know, um, Hong Kong is definitely, definitely a part of China, which is part of the problem right now. Um, Taiwan, according to China and most of the world, is also a part of China, um, although we act like it is and isn't. But we guessed uh, Singapore because we know that's an independent country, and uh, we think that with its small size and high tech, 
it's probably got the most uh the fastest uh, internet speeds oh damn it's taiwan mm. sorry no. nope that was a legit way that you answered the question yeah or that you asked the question it was said yeah. so we just didn't pick we, we just danced pick around it. it yeah yeah almost there close but no cigar all right question eight television on the television show home improvement main character tim taylor had a show called tool time what fictional hardware and power tool company sponsored tool time you got it neil uh, we know? can lock in okay i think i'm like i can I can see the logo in my head and I see tool time and the sponsor like blurred out for some reason. Um, it's one of those, you didn't watch the show very much, Ken. I watched it, but, uh, this is a detail that I would have never noticed. He like always, he was either wearing a sweater with this on it or lions. He was always wearing like one of those. Mm. Is it a, is it Bin, a... Binford. Binford is the answer. And we also went with Binford Tools. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy because nobody, hardly anyone got this right when I, I, I play tested it with people. So mm-hmm. good job. It's Binford Tools. This is your market audience right here. <laughs> I know. Good job. See, more points. What a ridiculous play that on their uh, organ, like the home improvement music. Of course they do. (laughs) They're so great. Um, (laughs) Question nine, law and order. What type of businesses are subject to dram shop laws? All right. Matt and I both had the same idea, so we're going to lock in. Okay. Do you have any ideas on this? Uh, No, I was just going to ask you the same. The only thing that I'm picking up, which I don't think is correct, is uh, dram, meaning like dramamine. Maybe it's something with water, like people get seasick. Hmm. So but, what would they be prohibited from selling or what would it affect their selling? I guess if I have no idea. Like, I'm just thinking of like water boat casinos. They're legally able to, to gamble if, as long as it's on the water. Or there's water touching it. I have no idea. But that's an interesting one. Um, the only other thing I could think of is like liquor laws, like where your dry towns and whether where you're allowed to sell liquor. Oh yeah, that's but, interesting too. Yeah, I mean, I whatever you think, I, either either one of those I'm good with. Well, let's just let's, I like my gut. Let's just go with the ability to sell liquor. Sounds good. You need to pick an establishment, liquor store. Okay. <laughs> and we said bars. Okay, good job. Both teams get credit. It's any business that sells or serves alcohol and essentially extends third-party liability to those uh, businesses that over-serve customers who would get into um, any kind of accident-causing property damage or bodily harm. So they could be sued in civil court for that. I felt compelled to put a law question in there. I really didn't want to, but uh, (laughs) glad I did. Good job. Question 10. This one's for you, Ken. All right. Yeah. When directly translated from French to English, what household item literally means putrid pot? Why is this for me? (laughs) (laughs) It's a clue. Neil's the one who took French. Is this just for Ken to answer? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We are going to lock in on our side. So uh, the French is sort of helping me a little bit, Jeff, but I don't... um... I'm not 100% sure, but uh, the word it is a trivia game. The word potpourri, pipo, P-O-T, pot, and then uh, pourri. I can't remember if it's smelly or putrid or whatever, but there's a lot of random stuff in there that makes smells. So 
that's my that's, guess. That's interesting. Um, the only other thing I could think of jokingly is uh, toilet, which is a putrid pot. So <laughs> that is a, a putrid pot. You're correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're okay with potpourri, I think. Yeah, I like it. Okay. I mean, you know French more than I do, so that that would be my guess. All right. Let's well, I finally cracked the clue about this being my question because my oh. category of choice is potpourri. So. That's right. I'm doing <laughs> finger guns. Yeah. Both teams, good job to you figuring it out, you French masters. We ended up we ended up uh, finishing that round pretty strong. All right, after 10 in the second round, very close today, 130 for the uh, statistically worst team and uh, 120 for simply the best. Very close scores. I'm so excited to read you these final categories. Your final categories are If I Were a Boy, Halo, Drunken Love, Video Phone, and Grown Woman. All right, all the wagers are locked in, but before we get the questions, let's talk about Patreon really quick. Neil? Yeah, we've had a, a huge uh, growth of patrons, which we appreciate, especially um, during uh, this difficult time. So we appreciate all of you uh, reaching out to us over at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. We've had a lot of fun fulfilling different character boxes, sending out stickers, posters, and all different types of things uh, that we're excited about. But uh, we've updated all of our tiers. Uh, you may have heard it a few times, but uh, we have some great new names uh, for our tiers and a few new ones. Yeah, the perks have changed a little bit. Uh, but we put some great artwork up there by Harley Fazekas, my good friend. And uh, hopefully you guys can check that out and uh, join us over on Patreon. And uh, so today we wagered uh, 10, 20, 10, 10, 10. And you guys wagered 20s all the way down. So we're being a little conservative with our points. So let's see how it turns out. The questions, please. All right. If I were a boy. Fortunately, you guys will never have to get a pap smear because a pap smear only screens for what? Question two, Halo. The Los Angeles Angels is a major league baseball team that is now managed by Joe Madden, who replaced Brad Osmus, who was only manager for one season in 2019. However, prior to Osmus, this man served as the Angels manager from 2000 to 2018, giving him the longest tenure in the team's history. Drunken Love. During quarantine, people fell in love with a viral video of Stanley Tucci making an Italian cocktail comprised of gin, sweet vermouth, Campari, and an orange peel garnish. What cocktail was he making? Question four, video phone. In 2000, the first cell phones with built-in cameras became, a, became publicly available. What cellular phone manufacturer first came out with the camera phone? Question five, grown woman. This one actually is about Beyonce. Probably the hardest of the whole quiz, I'd say. Prior to becoming a grown woman, at age nine, Beyonce formed a singing and rapping girls group in 1990 with childhood friends. In 1992, the group lost on the television talent show Star Search, and a recording of Ed McMahon's announcing this loss can be heard on Beyonce's song Flawless off her self-titled album. Name this group, which is a precursor to Destiny's Child. Okay, we will consider these answers, and we'll be back. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia. 
every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. All the answers are now locked in. So can we get the questions one more time and see if we can conquer these two uh these two losers across from me right here. Of course you can. Again, I'm rooting for you guys, but not really. Just kidding. Impartial. If I were a boy, fortunately, you guys will never have to get a pap smear because a pap smear only screens for what? At first, I wrote down HPV, but men can have that too, guys. Get your get your shots nice and early. Um, so the thing that uh, women can have that men can't is cervical cancer. Yeah, I was pretty sure the screen's for cervical cancer, so that's what we locked in with. I'm so proud of you guys knowing this female anatomy question. My husband said ovarian cancer, but it is cervical cancer. All right, 10 points for us and 20 for these guys. All right, Halo. The Los Angeles Angels is a major league baseball team that is now managed by Joe Madden, who replaced Brad Osmus, who was only manager for one season in 2019. However, prior to Osmus, this man served as the Angels manager from 2000 to 2018, giving him the longest tenure in the team's history. Matt, would you like to take this one for 20 points, actually? Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that this was definitely Dusty Baker, but that's what I said. We were talking about Dusty Baker, too, but we remembered that he would have been on the Cubs at the time between 2000 and 2018. And then uh, I think he was with the Nationals for a while. Yeah, and so we, we, we were really excited, but we figured it was wrong. But uh, we just figured they, they really like Joes in L.A., so we went with Joe Piscopo. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, nobody's getting the points. It is Mike Sosha. Yeah. Dusty Mike. Baker is with the Giants, and that's what I was thinking of. So mm. very wrong there. You got to know your team, Matt. I know. <laughs> My team. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Okay, drunken love. During quarantine, people fell in love with a viral video of Stanley Tucci making an Italian cocktail comprised of gin, sweet vermouth, Campari, and an orange peel garnish. What cocktail was he making? Matt, for uh, ten points. Took me a little, yeah, it took me a little bit, uh, but I was going back to my brief two-month stint as a bartender at MJ's, and just reminded me of the Negroni. Oh yeah, that makes more sense. I watched all these videos because uh, I love Stanley Tucci. Um, I knew it was something primo and I couldn't think of the second word. I'm sure Matt's correct, but we just said primo Midori. Uh, shot of Midori perhaps. I think the primo he was using was the brand of vermouth because I went out and bought all the ingredients and actually um, made this cocktail on Thursday and I was flying because it's all al alcohol. Um, but uh, Matt... And Ken are right. It's a Negroni. Mm -hmm. Video phone. In 2000, the first cell phones with built-in cameras became publicly available. What cellular phone manufacturer first came out with the camera phone? For this one, we just kind of had to guess. We remember Motorola had the razor, so we assumed they were on the cutting edge and said uh, Motorola. Yeah, we too figured that uh, over all the years, Motorola had a lot of the cutting edge technology and we was like, maybe it was Nokia, but we ended up sticking with Motorola. 
Oh, and you're both wrong. The answer is Samsung. Oh, wow. Grown woman. Prior to becoming a grown woman at age nine, Beyonce formed a singing and rapping girls group in 1990 with childhood friends. In 1992, the group lost on the television talent show Star Search and a recording of Ed McMahon announcing this loss can be heard on Beyonce's song Flawless off her self-titled album. Name this group, which was a precursor to Destiny's Child. Boy, we had no idea. So we said Girls' Night. <laughs> you were very close. Um, the only reason I knew this is because I tried out for Star Search and only made it two rounds uh, at the age of 15. Um, I believe that was Girls' Time with a with a Y. I said that whoever got this right would be my hero. And Neil, you are my hero. It is Girls' Time. Kind of Matt's so close with Girls' Night. I was like, you know, my poker face was going crazy. <laughs> All right, after that final round, looks like we both lost 20 points, but we were ahead by 10, so that will end up with us with 110, you guys with 100 even, and we are today's Cream of the Crop, improving those stats. The cream will rise at the top, oh yeah? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon we are going to be the sabermetric choice, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just need to win about 14 more in a row to get back to 500. And hey, you know, anything can happen, yeah. right? I want, I want yeah. somebody to and do learn some. Learn your baseball answers. I want somebody to do some saber metrics on us when they're picking their teammate next time. <laughs> I'd like to see that as long as they're eating something, right? Yeah. yeah. What is your VORP on uh, geography questions? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but sure. It's your, it's your value over replacement podcaster. All right. Well, Kendall, thank you very much for joining us. That was a lot of fun. Difficult questions today, but uh, we had a blast. Yeah, any uh, one of you you'd like to shout out or any last words? Uh, you know, say hello to Rocky, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, I think um, somebody saw Rocky. You guys all saw him, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He's so cute. Um, I'd like to dedicate <laughs> uh, the winning performance to him. I know you guys were fighting for him hard. Uh, but on a serious note, I suppose uh, my dad is a forty-two. Uh, year career mail carrier so i'm hoping that the post office is not abolished and he will still have a job so buy stamps or whatever else to support your post office i sent my rent check in today and uh (laughs) good job we're always at the post office sending out patreon uh rewards and we're, we're hoping to keep doing that to keep supporting them yep awesome. i would like to dedicate this victory to the postal service in such great heights which yeah. is a great song. <laughs> yeah. all right on that note uh, we thank kendall again for being on the show for matt kendall jeff neil i am ken that was triviality it's equally hard for them as it is for us which is the name of my porno <laughs> or the name of my sex tape <laughs>